Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hi everybody, welcome back to Sleep Cues. Today is for the grandmas and grandpas. Today I want to talk about some of the frustrations and anxieties that I see and hear happening between grandparents and parents of babies. And they are the same ones that I have been through too as a parent. We come from different generations and that means that we have different ideas about how to raise our children than the generation before us. And it also means that we have different things available to us to help us out with raising our children, to help them out with their sleep, things that perhaps the generation before us didn't have and therefore, quite realistically, doesn't understand and doesn't really get why we would be using certain products or certain things to help our baby sleep or to feed our baby a certain way. And so really, I think it truly does come down to an understanding of each other, of parents and grandparents and our views and why we feel the way we feel and why we're parenting the way we parent. And it really just is about communicating to each other what's going on and why we're making the choices that we're making. And so that's what I want to talk about today because I love my parents. I love my in-laws. They are incredible, incredible grandparents, but it doesn't mean that we haven't had our big differences in the last eight years as I've been raising my own little girl, Myla, about everything from feeding to sleeping to traveling, all the stuff in between. There are just so many things that we can argue about when it comes to our little one and how we should be raising them. And everyone always has an opinion We don't want to fight with each other. We just want to see each other's point of view. And I think that's the most important part. So today is really about talking to grandma and grandpa and mom and dad about where we might be coming from when it comes to how we're raising our child. And particularly, of course, because this is sleep cues when it comes to sleep. So grandma and grandpa, you have just learned that your son or daughter is going to become a parent. Congratulations, you're gonna be a grandparent. And that's amazing, and especially if it's your first little one, you're likely feeling the same joy you experienced when you learned you were expecting your own child. It is a time of hope, it's a time of renewal, The excitement of a beautiful new baby joining the family is amazing. Many new or soon-to-be grandparents are wondering how they can help their child navigate parenthood in this era and how they can be well-informed about new practices in everything from car safety to sleep. And there are these new practices, and car safety is a perfect example. My mom always jokes that she actually brought me home from the hospital in a box in the back seat of the car. I'm not kidding. And I am not 80 years old. Okay. I'm in my thirties. So it wasn't that long ago that my mom didn't even have to bring me home from the hospital in a car seat. And then my mom was kind of boggled when she saw the car seat that we purchased for Myla and the five point harness and exactly how to strap her in. And we were teaching my parents, you know, when they were going to be taking care of her, they were going to need to know how to strap her precisely properly into the car seat. And my mom was just like, wow, this is great. I'm so happy that they have this amazing safe product available for my grandchild, but holy smokes, we did not need this. When you were a baby, we didn't have to have this. And so I think that's a perfect example of how different things are now and how far we've come in products and safety and 
just how it can be a really huge jump from 30 years ago to now in terms of what grandparents are seeing now compared to what they saw when they were parents in terms of products, in terms of parenting styles. So grandparents are looking for ways to help. Really, truly, I of course believe that all grandparents have the best interests at heart of their of their children and their grandchildren. Meanwhile, many moms and dads are asking me for information that they can give to their baby's grandparents about proper sleep schedules and healthy sleep habits. Parents are often worried that if they prioritize their child's naps and bedtimes, it might be received negatively by grandparents who just want to spend more time with their grandson or don't understand why at 7 p.m. their three-year-old granddaughter already has to go to bed. That can really create a ton of tension. I am a mom, I have parents, I have in-laws, I have been there. The argument about why does she have to go down for a nap? She doesn't even look tired. Or can't she just stay up a couple of hours late tonight? Well, she could, but that's probably going to result in major tantrums later when she's exhausted and overtired and I'm the one who's going to have to deal with that. So then those frustrating, intense conversations start to come up. And then of course, the products that we're using from blackout blinds to sound machines, stuff that our parents never had available to them, never mind considered using when they were parents themselves, new parents. So here you go, moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas, my key tips and advice about your grandbaby's sleep, about your baby sleep and how to help your own child. If you're a grandparent now, if you're about to become a grandparent or you've just become one, how can you help your own child as he or she navigates new parenthood and all the exhaustion that can come with it? The first thing I will say is that we need to respect the sleep stuff. Again, it's about understanding and communicating why why we're using the sleep stuff. There are a lot of items available now that weren't available 30 years ago that can be extremely helpful in promoting proper sleep for babies. But if we don't understand why a parent is choosing to use these things, we might be really skeptical and kind of judgmental about it. So let's understand why. Sleep bags. Sleep bags are also known as wearable blankets. They were introduced when information regarding the suffocation hazard associated with blankets in cribs came to light in the 80s. So a sleep bag is an excellent sleep cue for babies and toddlers in addition to just being way safer than blankets. The really important thing and the easiest way to describe why we use these wearable blankets now, these funny looking sleep bags with the arms sticking out, is the safety aspect. But it is also a great sleep cue for your baby or your toddler. Worn for naps and nighttime sleep, this is going to help your baby or your child understand when sleep time is coming up, and it helps keep your baby cozy rather than, again, using blankets, which is not only a safety issue, but means that baby might kick off the blankets and become cold during the night. So that's why we're using these sleep bags, and they're very, very common and something most parents are using now and most grandparents are seeing and wondering, why are you using that instead of just putting a blanket on your baby? Blackout blinds. This is a big one. This is, you know, the root of a lot of arguments that I see between parents and grandparents is why do you have to have the room so dark? We didn't have to have the room so dark. Well, you probably did. We just didn't sleep as well or as long and maybe you didn't stress about it as much and that's great. The other thing we have to keep in mind about baby sleep in general is that we live in a different era than 30 years ago. So 30 years ago, just statistically speaking, there was much more often 
at least one parent at home and one parent working. And often that parent stayed at home for a lot longer than just six months or a year, but throughout the child's whole childhood. And now often we have two working parents, sometimes well before one year of age, those parents have to be getting sleep. We need their baby to be getting sleep for proper development. We need the parents to be getting sleep because they need to work. They're taking care of other children. Many of us don't live near help. We don't live near our parents or in-laws. I know I don't. And so we can't just necessarily say, I'm exhausted because the baby was up at five o'clock in the morning. Hey mom, could you come over and watch the baby while I nap? It's amazing if you can, and I absolutely promote you know, having that relationship and accepting that help when you can, but we can't all do that. Many of us have moved far away from home to, you know, do a postgraduate degree and we stayed where we ended up. And now we live there. We live far from our parents and we don't have the same level of help and the same village, I'll call it, that we necessarily did in a previous generation. So we need to use these products to help our baby sleep better so that we can sleep well too. We have very busy and different lifestyles than our own parents had 30 or 40 years ago. That's my rant about that, but back to blackout blinds and where that stems from. Natural light coming from outside and artificial light like street lights can make it really, really hard for your little one to fall asleep. Babies are really alert and easily stimulated and lots of light in the room can make it hard to drift off to sleep. So despite previous ideas that babies should just learn to sleep under bright light or sunlight, research simply shows that human beings sleep better and more peacefully in the dark. Human beings meaning adults and babies. So I recommend that parents make the room as dark as possible with blackout blinds covered by blackout curtains. One of the most common arguments I hear is no, no, no. That means the baby won't ever be able to sleep anywhere, but in a room that's super, super dark. It's not true. That baby is going to grow and become a toddler, become a preschooler, become an older child. And that good little sleeper will be able to sleep in other environments that aren't as dark, but they'll always sleep better. Just like grownups sleep better when a room is dark. So think about options like a portable blackout blind if baby's going to have a nap at grandma's house and grandma doesn't happen to have blackout blinds and curtains like you do at home in the baby's nursery. That's a great option for an on-the-go nap at grandma's house. Uh, Grandma still gets to see baby, baby still gets to have their nap there and then wake up and spend more time with grandma, but they had a good sleep conducive environment for their nap. Sound machines. Let's talk about those. Another common argument that I hear between parents and grandparents is whether or not to use a sound machine. Love my father-in-law dearly. Have to admit that he did tell me I was going to ruin my child's hearing when she was younger, when she was a little one. And we first started using the sound machine and she was his first grandchild and he had not seen this. And he was like, I don't know about that thing. Don't worry, I did my research is what I told him and we know what we're doing. So we're using a sound machine, why? Because children don't have to have white noise in order to learn to sleep soundly, but it can be really helpful if the house is noisy, which it often was when we were visiting our in-laws because there were lots of family and friends around. Uh, and you know parties and gatherings and so there was lots of noise around even in our own home we live in a city on a busy street and so we wanted to make sure that we were drowning out a lot of different sounds so that she could nap better again while previous thoughts focused on teaching a baby to sleep with loud noises going on around them we know that humans sleep better in quiet environments 
in environments where sudden noises aren't waking them up, and a sound machine set at a safe decibel and placed 5 or 10 feet from a baby's crib can help in drowning out those external sounds and helping babies sleep more peacefully without us having to worry that we are harming our baby's hearing. So do make sure that it's set under 50 decibels, make sure it's 5 or 10 feet away from the crib, but then white noise can be really, really helpful in helping your baby nap better or sleep longer during the night. Again, grandmas and grandpas, don't worry. Your grandchild won't become addicted to white noise. When mom and dad want to do so, they can simply turn the sound down a notch or so each night for a week or two until the noise is gone. Or they might choose to continue to use a sound machine because their child is growing up and continues to sleep so well with it. I'm in my 30s and I still use a sound machine. I love it. We live on a busy street, garbage trucks and motorcycles and buses are going by and waking us up. So even as an adult, I love white noise. And you can easily take along a portable sound machine or even use an app on your phone to create white noise in other environments. So it's not really that difficult to create that nice sleep conducive environment when you are elsewhere. So grandparents. Things you can do. Take an interest in the items that your son or daughter is purchasing for the new baby and maybe even surprise them with a cute sleep bag or an unexpected gift like a sound machine or a portable blackout blind. They will be both very appreciative and incredibly touched that you're already taking so much interest in this new journey of theirs through parenthood and the healthy sleep needs of your grandchild. And it's going to feel to them like you're on their side. Instead of saying, why are you doing that? You know, could you tell me more about that? That's not something that was available to us when you were little. Why are you using that? Well, that's great. And then maybe even gift them one of those items to really show that you've got them. You've got their back. Next, let's talk about naps. Naps are really essential to your grandchild's overall healthy sleep. Many people assume that it's really only nighttime sleep that matters and think that daytime naps are kind of a bonus. Not so. Daytime sleep and nighttime sleep go hand in hand. The better rested a baby is during the day, the easier that baby will fall asleep at bedtime and the better he will sleep during the night. Babies who have long, restful, proper daytime naps generally sleep better at night than those who don't nap or take only very short cat naps during the day. Again, this is something that's kind of counter to what we thought about maybe 30, 40 plus years ago, where the idea was just, well, maybe he's napping too much. Why don't you just cut his naps, exhaust him during the day, and I'm sure then he'll be totally exhausted and pass out at night and sleep better. It's not the case. Usually babies and toddlers who don't have an age-appropriate number of naps or who have too much awake time before bed are going to have a harder time falling asleep and or wake up a lot during the night because they're agitated and overtired and overstimulated and their body can't get in and stay in a nice deep restful sleep. So what you can do as a grandparent is enjoy every moment of cuddles and coos and gummy smiles from your grandbaby when she's awake, but also allow her to go down into the crib for all of her proper age-appropriate restful naps that she needs during the day. Don't try to keep her up for hours and hours or skip a nap for extra playtime at the expense of her proper sleep. She's probably going to be cranky if you do that anyway because she's going to be overtired. It's really better for everybody if baby goes down for sleep when she needs to. Mom and dad can get a rest. Grandma and grandpa can enjoy some time with their own children. And then when grandbaby wakes up, she'll be well rested. And then there's lots more playtime to be had. Here's another thing. Early bedtimes. 
Early bedtimes are key to proper sleep. Whether you see your grandchild every day or you live out of town and only see her every few months, it can be tempting to want to keep her awake well into the evening for extra playtime and snuggles, just like those naps we were just talking about. Also, if early bedtime is not something that you practiced as a parent with your own son or daughter at this age, it might seem odd to you that your grandchild goes to bed you know, quote unquote, so early. But research very clearly shows that children who go to bed earlier before they become overtired go to sleep more easily and sleep better and more peacefully throughout the night. Conversely, children who go to bed late, like closer to the time the adults are hitting the hay, have more trouble falling asleep and have more night wakes and experience less restful nighttime sleep. So really don't balk at those early bedtimes, you know, when your child, your own child is putting your grandchild down for bed at 7 p.m. That's a pretty age appropriate bedtime for a lot of toddlers and preschoolers. So enjoy that time with them. You know, what you can do is don't scoff at the early bedtime when your child is putting your grandchild to bed because they've had a tough nap day and they're putting them in bed even extra early or they're tucking their preschooler in at 7 p.m. because that's the bedtime that's best for their child, commend them on their commitment to their child's healthy sleep and help with the bedtime routine. That's a huge one. I know one of my mother-in-law's favorite times when Milo was particularly little and we would be visiting them was to do the bedtime routine. And because Milo is a great sleeper, she was okay with other people doing her routine and she looked forward to grandma bathing her and reading her stories and having those snuggles. So be involved in that and enjoy that bedtime routine with your grandchild. You get the chance to interact with your grandchild again during the bath, during story time, and then you get to sit down and relax with your own child, with the adults for the evening while your grandchildren sleep peacefully in the next room. So it's really a win-win-win for grandparents, parents, and the child when the child goes down for an age-appropriate bedtime. Being a parent is tough, period. Whether it is 1982 or 2021, being a parent often means being full of doubts, full of fears, full of anxieties, and concerns about whether you're doing it right or not, and worrying about judgment from others who might have chosen to raise their children differently. So what I would say is respect your child's choices, whatever choices your own child, grandma and grandpa, whatever choices your own child has made about your grandchild's sleep, whether that's specific bedtimes, where the baby sleeps, what the baby sleeps in or on, what the baby wears to sleep, respecting your child's choices about their baby's sleep will give them the confidence they need and the reassurance that they're looking for from the person they seek guidance from the most, which is you. So I hope that that's helpful. I know that as a sleep consultant working with so many families, parents express to me very often that one of their biggest worries is when they have to go away from home and their baby is going to need to nap in other places. It gives them a lot of worry and anxiety. And knowing that when they go to grandma or grandpa's house, they have someone on their side there. They're going to put their baby down for a nap there and they're not going to have to worry about anyone asking, why are you doing it that way? Or what's that for? You know, what's that for is okay, but why on earth would you use that? Not so okay. You know, we want to be on each other's sides and have each other's backs. And like I said, especially when it comes to our own parents as adults, as new parents, We're always wondering, are we doing it right? So having that reassurance that you're doing a great job is the biggest thing we need. And when we receive that from our own parents, our child's grandparents, it feels so good. It bolsters us. 
it really increases our confidence. And that is what you can do for your own children. And then, you know, in turn, that's for your grandchildren too, is creating this really amazing, confident parent who knows that they have somebody on their side. I hope this was helpful. If you're a parent, a new parent who's listening to this, share it with a grandparent who might be having some questions about why we're doing what we're doing with baby sleep these days and might be wondering what's that sleep bag for? Why would you use a sound machine? Is that going to be something your child needs forever? These are questions that are okay to ask that we want to be able to have the answers for so it helps the grandparents understand where we're coming from because it truly is the case that if we all know where the other is coming from, so often we get on the same page a lot more easily. And that's what our baby needs is everyone around them, everyone who's dealing with each sleep situation being on the same page. It's so helpful for us as parents and to your baby's overall healthy sleep. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the Everything Baby Sleep podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company, and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com, for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.